Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 I, I was about to say before, Twitch. before I incriminate, before I incriminate, let me go ahead and, and I'm gonna say forget it for this episode. The next episode. Hey, listen. All I'm saying is this: we we should give it like a little bit more time, just see what's going on, and you know what I mean. If you know, but that's that's neither here nor there. Speaking of adult topics, okay. Now, for those of y'all who don't know, I am an avid uh, Netflix dating show watcher. That's me. I can admit that about myself. I can admit that. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. You know, I went semi-viral talking about the Love is Blind reunion for season four because I'm I'm in season five and it looked kind of mid so far. It's you so mid, mean, bro. So it looked mean. really mid. Not really feeling it. Not really I'm out into the loop. it. But with that being said, fellas, if y'all had to be on... And, and you know what? I was going to do Netflix dating show, but let's do all dating shows right now. If you could be on any dating show right now which one would y'all pick that's tough for me because i don't watch dating shows man so i'm gonna go ahead and get out the way first is uh is the circle one no i don't think the circle is a dating show that's like okay because people that you're a social media person okay so okay so you got the circle it's another one on netflix um it's describe it and i'll tell you what the name is Describe they kind of, they kind of like on an island. I know it's not called Love Island, but they kind of like on an island situation. And I think it's like four dudes, four girls, and later on the season they bring more people on. Perfect match. You're talking about no, 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 no. No, I don't you're think talk, that was the name. Talking about the one where they got they they bringing all these good looking people on the island and they don't sleep. They try not to sleep with each other. Yeah, oh, so that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's let's roll with that one. Why? Why too hot to handle? I don't watch any dating shows. That's the only one that I've seen like episodes from. Okay. Last That's dating show I probably seen the episode of was like <laughs> I love New York or something. Bro. bro, do you know do you know how mad I would be? Do you know how mad I would be if somebody's like, Ken, we gonna pay you twenty thousand dollars and you go on a random dating show and the dating show is too hot to handle? Do you know how mad I would be, bro? The like, I'm on the only dating show where I can't wear nothing, bro. You're sick. You're for twenty sick. racks. I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and, and and because you know it's Netflix, they are not gonna be my type. I'm gonna walk on there and be, oh, oh yeah, I can. Yeah, this is this is feasible. Me reading the book, Ken. Don't you want to? No, <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. Try 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 Jace over there or something. Not me, Chris. What date show would you do? Since we doing any, bro, any, and I don't care what repercussions I get, I definitely would be on Flavor of Love. I definitely would be on Flavor of Love. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. Favorite Flavor was my hero at one point in life. That that was my guy. Um, I He could do no wrong in my eyes. He was a little, little, little you know, a little different, but um, he was that guy. In middle Let me school, tell you something. big clocks. That was me. F- Flavor Flav is the reason I'm as confident as I am. Him and Professor Ogilvy are the reason I'm as confident as I am to this day. Because I'm like, those two are the love interests. Those. Two. <laughs> if we're being honest, though, we grew up in the 2000s, which is the era of like very mid male love interests. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I saw nothing but. Remember on Girlfriends, they made William. 
Like, a, a thing. <laughs> right. like, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, right? William is a, like, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, black lawyer and all that. But it's like, come on, bro. Like, you can smell a cornball from a mile away. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what old boy said in that battle rap? You ain't corny, 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 but you corny, corny. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking for you to say, bro. Like, yeah, I mean. Um, that's facts. If I had to go on the dating show, that that one is easy for me. The Bachelor, easy, easy. What twenty different shorties pulling up for me? Oh, that's that's great. Now, granted, you know I'm I'm happy at home right now. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. But we see um you know. on, on on the Bachelor, isn't that don't that also fit the same criteria of why you you know what I'm saying would be cool on um what was the name of my show? Uh, uh, too hot to handle. Because I, I don't think the people they bringing up for the Bachelor is is your speed, Gibbs. I mean, yeah, but it would be me. So I had to bring up a couple people. That's my like <laughs> right. they they couldn't bring in twenty shorties. Yeah, all they, up. they they for the Bachelor. They, I think they put the person through a profile and they see what you like and stuff. And they yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, right. bet. Because yeah, on, right. on God, I would fall down to my knees like. <laughs> If I was on Love is Blind and I saw Shorty come from behind there and she like five feet tall and 120 pounds, I'm falling down to my knees, bro. Like, <laughs> what? I definitely couldn't do Love is Blind, bro. I definitely couldn't do it. I asked you, I asked you what type of bonnet you wore growing up and you gave a, a dollar store answer. How? You got straight hair. Why you lying to me like that? What happened here? No, nah, but but for real, that's you know, I I I, I for sure pick uh, one of those, you know. But fellas, we got a lot of things going on, man. Because speaking of picking, we got the number one pick, Victor Wembanyama, going crazy in the preseason, and I he's making all the two K twenty four glazing look look reasonable. He's making it look justified, right? <laughs> they, now. they doing it too. The, the announcers we, doing it. We got the NFL season underway. We got, uh, we're about halfway there in that point in time. And let me tell you something. We have some absolutely crazy things in terms of who's our fact and who's our acts of the week. Fellas, y'all ready to get into it? Yes, I'm ready sir. for it. All righty. Well, what's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over acts crew. It's been a long while. We shouldn't have left you. Without a dope beat to step to, step to. Never mind, we ain't gonna do that. But anyway, we got the master, mix and master, Josh Gotten in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man the plan, Chris Allen in the building. In the building. And you got a little old MC, that's me, Kenton Gibbs. Now, fellas, the first thing that we got to get into, okay? This NFL season, we're at about week seven, week, week eight-ish. We're going into that territory. And by this point in time in the season, we're starting to see who teams are, who's good, who's not, what everybody's looking like and all that. So let me ask y'all this. Who are y'all biggest surprises or disappointments of the season so far? Chris, I'm going to kick it to you first. My biggest surprise, honest to goodness, is the uh, the Vikings, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because if you look at the, the Vikings division, right, aside from the Lions having an incredible end of the season last year, and I know I picked the Bears, but that was really let's be honest, y'all. That was because I, I was hating on the Lions. Let's let's just be I, I will go out there and say it, it was because I was hating on the Lions. But if you look at that division, get that hate about your heart, young fella. Get that hate about your heart, young fella. <laughs> it, well, I love the Lions and they did me both. So I mean, that's just how life go. But anyway, uh if you really look at that division, right, and look at what the Vikings did last year, it's no way, it's no way you tell me losing one player and a couple pieces you are fall off a cliff like this. Like this team is struggling 
to beat teams that are literally trying to lose. Right. That's true. They are trying to get Caleb Williams, and this team is struggling to beat them. Um, and this is like rookie quarterback led teams they're struggling against. Like You're not wrong. Um, so I think that's the biggest surprise I have. Uh the most the least surprise I am is the 49ers. I mean, out of all the teams here, they're the team that has to win right now, right? They stood pat for many, many years. They picked up Christian McCaffrey a couple years ago. Like, they have everything they need to win a championship. Everything they need. Defense, they got a decent quarterback that's young, don't even make it a million a year yet, and they got the best running back in all of football. Like, versatile back. He's he- he's been healthier than, late- than uh, the latter lately. You ain't telling me that you struggling to win a championship with that roster. Like, if you gave anybody, any coach that roster, that's a dream roster, right? So they, they have been my least surprise. I think they should go to the Super Bowl easily this year. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. All right, Josh, what you thinking, man? Who's your biggest surprise this year? Um, So my biggest surprise is so far, of, of course, the Lions. You know, we expected what? going into the season that the Lions were going to be a good team. But at the same time, this is the this is probably the best, you know, preseason odds we've had. But I remember three, four good years where people were like, yo, the Lions are supposed to be it this year. And we came out and got three, four wins, you know, by the end of the calendar year. So that's yeah. one surprise for me. Another surprise for me, uh, even though this team is three and three right now, uh, the New York Jets. The New York Jets have had a lot of good, hard-fought games. Zach Wilson in the past two or three weeks has looked like a quarterback that if they put the right tools behind them, they can see some postseason success one day. And this is also a team after Aaron Rodgers went down. You thought the chemistry was going to be absolutely shot in New York. But it seemed like those players have rallied behind Zach Wilson. And this team, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough in a division with Miami. But if they come out with that second spot in that division, the way the Bills have been playing, I wouldn't be shocked. All right. Okay. Well, let me let me stick in the southeast region for my biggest surprise of the year so far. The Titans. They have looked like a hot two pack, two tons of bugs. <laughs> Them boys have looked like forty ounce bounce out there because this is just terrible. This is horrible. And not only is the play on the field terrible, but now they're doing the fire sale on all their players, trading Kevin Byard for a fifth and sixth rounder. To the Eagles too. That's one of the best yeah. three. One of there is not a world in which you would say <clears throat> that Byard is outside the top five safeties in the league right now. There, there's not one. And you trade him for pennies on the dollar. Y'all season going that bad this early? I, I legitimately, I'm flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted, and I'm not. I'm not surprised by the fact that uh, they're having a fire sale based on how their season started. I'm just surprised that their season has started this way because the biggest thing that I look at when I look at teams and and what they've done and all that good stuff, I say to myself, okay, this team, if I'm looking at them and saying who they're playing and, and what they're up against, what should they be doing? When I look at the Titans, I was not seeing a, a two and four start in their in their uh, midst. I just wasn't because when you look at who they had in terms of the Saints, the Saints are not a very good team. The Chargers, they got to win. Okay. The Browns absolutely dominating them. What is going on there? And then you lose to the Colts and then the Ravens, I can kind of understand, but I'm just looking at this team and saying two and four to start this thing off. And y'all are, 
Y'all got to, and you uh, know. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say y'all got a young enough core to where y'all aren't supposed to be like, oh yeah, we're gonna get it started in a few in a few games in the middle right. of the season. We're gonna start to pick it up. And also two and four puts you behind the type of eight ball where even if y'all do pick it up, y'all can still end up third or worse in your division. And, and, sure. and you know what's crazy about it? I was talking about this with my homeboy at work, right? Is Derrick Henry this versions of Barry Sanders? Oh, a thousand percent. I, I like, like if you look at the numbers Derrick Henry has put up over the last three seasons, right? Just the last three seasons. Is he this generation's version of Barry Sanders? Like, I mean, this is a power. The, the craziest thing about him and the difference between him and Barry Sanders, Barry Sanders' skill set made sense why he lasted and did not slow down because he didn't take a ton of big hits. So, like, Barry was a master at avoiding big hits. Derrick Big Self. That that massive hunk of man there, he is is no around, it's no over. He running through you. He running through you. And it's gonna be yeah. you and him, and, and y'all gonna figure it out. Somebody is gonna be the bigger and better man that day. And nine times out of ten is Derek. So I, you know, free Derek Henry, man. And and I'm gonna tell you this: if he is to go to a team that's even decent right now, he turns them into a contender right away. If a team is, yeah. is struggling with their running game and you got Derrick Henry now, congratulations. You just became a lot better in that category in no time. What team, what team should grab him? Uh, you know, that's tough. That's tough because there's a lot of teams that can use a back like him. But honestly, it depends on like what stage these teams are at and what they decide, right? Because yeah. let's just be honest, right? Despite what we're seeing right now, the Vikings have struggled running the ball all year. And that's been a, a large part of their struggles. They have not been able to ice any game if they get a lead. And obviously, the inability to run the ball makes it easier for teams to go too high and say, hey, we're going to stop Justin Jefferson at, at all costs. That's So, you know, I, I think they can use them. I think it's a few other teams that they just – man, you, you look at the Bills. He could be of great use over there. Yeah. I mean, with all due respect to Najee Harris, he could be of use to the Steelers. You know, it's it's a ton of teams really that could I, I use think that the, man's services. The best situation for him would honestly, and and this is no shot to the run back they got there, but the Jets, the less amount of passes you force Zach Wilson to do on third down, third and long situations, which Derrick Henry would nullify that. The yeah. Jets would be the biggest benefiters from Zach uh, from the from the Derrick Henry acquisition. Literally, I don't see a world where they don't thrive without Derrick Henry. Like that's what they need. But you know what? And here's another thing that I I, I just thought of. And in, in terms of all the teams in the NFL and and who runs the ball the best, who runs the ball the worst, and who could be made a lot better right away. This team. It's surprisingly good. And I know they're not going to trade him here because you're not going to trade him in division for pennies on the dollar. But just imagine a two-headed monster in Houston, a Bernard Pierce and Derrick Henry. On God, I will fall down. Now listen, we- <laughs> listen I, bro, you're trying to stop C.J. Stroud, and then all of a sudden you got two 230-pound backs coming down here. Bro, stop playing. Why are y'all doing this? Who let them get this? And honestly... Honestly, with all of the capital that the the Texans gave up in order to get Stroud and Will Anderson, they're not in win now mode, but but 
if you could build around those two right now, because they both look like studs. Yeah. You build around it right now. You know what I mean? Like, they still on rookie contracts. You know, you, that's edge rusher, quarterback, two premier position where you got to pay. I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. You know what I mean? But now, let's let's switch court. Or let's switch uh, over to the hardwood where we're seeing preseason ball going on. And, you know, Brian eating on the sidelines at halftime and beyond, which Michael Cooper was very upset about and whatnot. But we're not going to talk about the old guys. We got to talk about the new blood really? in the water. Yeah, it was very, very silly, very silly story there. But anyway, we got to talk about the new blood in the water because Victor Wimbayama is doing things that have been unheard of, that have been unseen, you know, blocking three-pointers that nobody else could imagine getting a a thought of a hand to, and then going down and getting the dunk at the other end. Fellas, are y'all surprised by what Victor Wimbyama has been doing so far? I am not surprised. Um, I said before, if he's healthy, Wimbyama can be one of the greatest players we've ever seen. And right. that's still a big if for him being healthy because I don't believe somebody that size should be playing basketball. At the same time, one thing I am surprised by is his coordination. Usually players at that size, that height, we're used to seeing them be gumpy and lanky. Even somebody like Yao Ming, who had supreme post skills, in my opinion, still looked like he had two concrete shoes on. Yeah. He had no coordination. He was awkward. If you ask any guy in the history of the NBA over the height of like seven foot one to run baseline to baseline, they look like a toddler that just figured out their legs are like meant for movement. When Benyama is the first player of that size that we've seen hit Euro steps and hit these clean dribbles and have good footwork and good coordination. So I have been surprised by that because even though we saw those highlights in France, yeah, he's playing in France. Even though we saw those summer league highlights, yeah, that's the summer league. But we're watching him do this against players that's getting 20 plus NBA minutes. And he looks just as impressive as we, you know, initially were thinking a, a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna say this in in terms of looking at Victor Wembanyama and how he's played so far. I'm I'm a little like I gotta say I'm a little disappointed in all the talk that surrounded him in terms of like all these people victory lapping already saying like Oh my God, we told y'all Victor was gonna be great. We told y'all he was gonna be great. Who said that watching him on the court he is going to be a bad player? <clears throat> Who said that? Nobody. It's like people who like, oh, yeah, y'all said Steph Curry couldn't shoot. Who said that? That was the only thing he (laughs) could do at Davidson, according to most reports. Like, that was it. That was the whole thing. And so to now sit up here and say we people said Victor Wembanyama was going to be bad. No, the, the question for guys like myself and Josh was very simply, can he stay healthy long enough to have the type of career where you look at him and you say he's lived up to the hype? Because let's be honest. He is on that hype train to where Zion Williamson, by any standards, right? If you trade Zion Williamson's accolades with Emmanuel Quickly, Emmanuel Quickly is seen as one of the greatest draft steals of all time. Yep. If you trade it, who went, who went second behind him? John Morant, right? Yes. If you trade his accolades with John Morant, John Morant is seen as, oh my God, this is one of the greatest steals of all time at number two. But what's the difference? Not only was Zion pick number one, he was supposed to be the best prospect since LeBron. And so, but up against those expectations, he didn't look good. 
The question about Wimby is not about what he is on the court. It's about can he have the longevity to live up to that, in my opinion. Chris, I'm going to let you close us out on this topic. Has Wimby surprised you so far? You know, he hasn't surprised me. I mean, this is all stuff you've seen on the the hoop mixtape clips, all the Twitter clips, Instagram clips, or X clips. Sorry, it's not Twitter anymore. But all the Instagram clips, YouTube clips. This is all stuff you've seen, right? I might I remind you all, right? Just a couple years ago, not even five years ago, a young man named Zion Williamson came to the league, and he yep. did some crazy things in the preseason. Crazy things in the preseason. He did. Like, I mean, he got a block from somebody jumping from the block, and they was at the corner three-point line, and he got a block, right? A lot of things that your buddy Victor is doing, right? And I'm not, I'm not hating. I'm not saying this to draw a correlation, but can we see it in action before? None of us said this. None of this. None of us said this guy couldn't play, right? The yeah, question is, can he live up to the expectations that have been put in front of him, right? And that's what we're waiting on. That's stuff that we're not going to comment on until it starts panning out into tuition, until it starts becoming a thing, right? We're not going to base his play on what he does in the preseason. We're not going to base his yeah. play after one championship. If you're the best prospect since LeBron freaking James, we are expecting you to deliver results like LeBron freaking James. Okay? So that is where I'm getting the confusion at with the, with everybody in this Victor Wimbledon, yada this, Victor Wimbledon, yada that. We all know the boy can ball. We all know Zion can ball. But can they do it at a consistent level for 21 seasons or better? Well, and, and that's the thing. I don't I don't even put them at 20 seasons of doing it. To me, if they can play at, at that level, at that MVP every year I'm in the conversation level for eight, mm, I say seven to ten years, you've you've accomplished it. Because to me, anything beyond that is unfair. I don't care yeah. how, what you put on them. I don't yeah. care what hype you say it is. When, when Any, did we – Oh, my bad. I mean, because you're – Oh, no, no. I was just saying anything beyond seven to ten years of MVP level play, I don't care if you walk away with no championship. I don't care if you don't get to the finals. I don't care if you don't get past the conference final. If you have played seven to ten years as a MVP level guy and you haven't wilted in the playoffs now, because if you've wilted in the playoffs, that's a different story. But if you've showed up and you just haven't had success, hey, yeah, I mean, that, 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 you did that, it. That's, Car- that's Carmelo Anthony in a nutshell. He gave you 17 yeah. years where he was in a conversation. But my thing is, too, as well, at what point did we start saying anything after this, LeBron just adding to the pot, right? Because at one point, I think after the second championship, which was, what, his ninth year in the league, we were like, okay, LeBron, if you – if you add more to this, like you already in the conversation of the greatest, but if you keep adding to this, it's undeniably right. And then he wins two more, right? So I'm trying to figure out. Remember what year it was? Was it 2015 or 2016? For, for me, it was Cleveland. This is for you. That was yeah, the okay, moment. 2016. That, yeah. That was the moment for me where I'm like, Nah, bro. He different. He di-. like because the I remember what was it? What was the year where he went like absolutely duff? And they they got swept in the finals because KD. That was 2018. That was 2018. Yeah. At that point in time, I remember people telling me like, "Oh, your goat just got swept. Your goat just got swept." And I'm like, "Your goat could not have taken that cast of misfit toys to the finals." There's. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. They went seven games with the Pacers. Then they swept Toronto. 
Then they went seven, went seven games against the Celtics. And then you went against the greatest team ever assembled. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I love Jordan just like y'all. I got a whole closet full of his shoes. But hey, you ain't telling me you doing that with J.R. Smith as your second best option. You're not telling me. You're not I, telling I do. Me. Listen, Kyle Corver was on the finals poster. That's all you need to know. Kyle Corver was on that finals poster, bro. That is insane. That is crazy. Mm. Mm-mm. But so yeah, that was probably the year where he took it for me because I'm like, bro, the the city of Cleveland wasn't just like, oh my god, they're bad at, at basketball. That was the city's first championship, like in all major American sports in fifty yeah. some odd years, and he did it in two years of coming back. Two years, and mind back. you, mind you, this is not a city that like has you know one or two teams like. No, no, they got no. all. They Cleveland has all of them except hockey, which you would consider Columbus. Yeah, I they mean, got Columbus. Yeah, close enough, close enough. So you would say like all, all four. You got baseball, basketball, football, hockey. None of them, none of them. The Bengals ain't pissed to drop. Nothing, even still to this day, nothing, <laughs> nada, and nobody did anything out of that state. Except the Ohio State Buckeyes. That's it. That's it. Their amateurs were the only ones carrying the flag. Everybody always so. say the best thing that happened to Ohio is LeBron James and Irving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, if LeBron James was, was born in another city, boy, them they would have been crying and throwing up well, for the rest of their life. I guess see the point up there too. <laughs> That's hey, the greatest situation. You know you wanna know what's crazy? <laughs> Finding out that Cedar Point was like a poor people thing was insane. That was like one of the most insane moments I ever had in my life. Not no more. Like, Fast Pass 250 now. Somebody asked me how many times have you been to Disneyland? I'm like, why would you go to Disneyland if you're from Detroit? Cedar Point is right there. And they were like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, like Cedar Point is like right there. And they're like, it's two totally different experiences. It's nowhere near the same thing. <laughs> no, I'm like, bro, it's an amusement park. They're both amusement parks. Like, what's the... No, and they were like, no, no, no. no, no that's no, night day. Disney day. And, and yeah, I found out the hard way because my friend group was trying to convince me. They were like, bro, you don't understand. Like, everybody has been to Disney World. And I'm like, everybody has not. I still have never been this guy. I've, I've never been. All right, Gibbs, now, now, that we, now that we a little older, a lot of Disney World, you know what I'm saying, is not necessary, but it's still certain parts. I think you should go to Disney World just one time for the one time. I mean, I'm gonna they, have a whole avatar, they have a whole Avatar exhibit now. The little avatar, avatar exhibit was fire. Yeah, I, I went when it first yeah. opened. It was lit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take my kids eventually because like, I love the MCU, so like, you know. Not like Gibbs. As a grown person, Gibbs. Bro, like, Gibbs, even as an adult, bro, Dizzy got like, some like, stuff like, for you. I don't, I don't see the I don't I'm see going the there in a couple weeks. I don't see the appeal. Like, bro, with he, all due respect, bro. with all due respect, here's the thing. As an adult, just hit up Epcot. All of the other stuff is a lot of kid-friendly, but it's like Disney World got different worlds in it. It's like Epcot, Animal Kingdom. Hit up Epcot. That's where you want to be as an adult, bro. You know, bro, y'all, y'all the Marvel movies you like, bro? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're really good movies. I just, I, 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 here's the thing for me, like, I, I don't really like leaving the house that much no more. Like, if I'm leaving the house, it got to be like for a really, really good reason. I and especially it. if I'm spending money on top of leaving the house. Like, if I'm leaving the house for free food, it's like, all right, bro, the food better not be mid. Like, uh, or it better be a lot of it to where I could take me a couple to go place. But, 
Like, if I'm going to leave and spend like a band or like 500, I don't know how much it costs. I'm just assuming here. If I'm going to leave and spend like 500, bro, it got to be like, this is like crazy. I just don't, I don't know if it's there. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't, uh, that's tough. That's tough. In the words of Tim's, crazy things are happening and I'm not sure I want to be a part of it. Not sure. So, uh, back to, back to the NBA here. In terms of what we're looking at with uh, everything going on in terms of the preseason and what we're seeing and all that, is there anything out of this preseason so far that you've seen and been kind of like in awe of, of course, sounds Victor Wimbiyama, uh, that you've been in, in awe of like, man, this is this is surprising. Or this is crazy. Um, no, there is not. I think this season is is shaping up to be a good season, but at the same time, I don't think there's there's going to be anything that sneaks up on us during this season to where we're like, we didn't. So, well, I got one, but I'm gonna wait until we hit the standings for our teams. I'm I'm gonna say this: both of those Thompson twins have surprised me. Both of them, the one from far, the far more athletic, far more athletic both, than I thought. The one from the Rockets is like knocking down threes, like it's like nothing, bro. bro like bro. He's, he's, he couldn't he, even shoot. He couldn't even. That's shoot. what I'm saying. He couldn't shoot. He couldn't. What At happened? the same time, we both agreed on draft night that the Rockets got the better twin. Yeah, for sure. But that's the thing. The other twin, we didn't know if their athleticism would transfer over. We were all like, oh, they dunking those seventeen year olds at OTE. <laughs> it's like they're bullying these kids. What I've seen out of the other Thompson, the, the Pistons Thompson twin, I'm like, I haven't seen the Pistons wing be able to do that since Josh Smith. And even Josh Smith wasn't really, like, he was on the decline when we got Yeah, he, 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 was, he was almost watched territory. By he the wasn't time quite moving. Like, like, Blake Griffin first year. But Blake Griffin wasn't a wing. No, but Blake, uh, also, Blake, Blake, like, jump out the gym years was over when he got to the Pistons. Blake was posting yeah, up. Yeah, but he was, he was hitting just spot up jumpers. Josh Smith, I would say, at that time. But I, I'm going to tell you this. Josh Smith wasn't moving old, but he wasn't moving like that. He wasn't moving <laughs> like that. Hey, hey, like, he, he, they guards. Yeah, and that's the crazy they guards. That's the crazy part about it. That's the great. I, I, Those I are two not, big guards. Yeah, yeah, that's that. They're absolutely insane. I got to give them their props there. Um, so, in in moving into the rankings, which Josh was alluding to a little bit earlier, talk to me in terms. Of, actually, Chris, do you have any surprises from the preseason before we move on to the rankings? Do you have any surprises? Uh, anything that shocked you so far? Uh, well, just because Brandon Miller was so horrible in the summer league, I'm actually a little impressed with his game. He is yeah. shaping out to be a decent wing player. Um, I still just do not understand how Michael Jordan, with the basketball knowledge and savant that he is, he cannot seem to assemble a decent roster to save his it's life. It's something like, sinister going on in Charlotte. It's something sinister like, going it's, on. It's Somebody got to be paying him under the table so they could win every parlay and breaking him off something. Because one thing about Charlotte, they're going to lose. Them boys going to lose. Like and they not even like they haven't even been competitive since Jordan's been involved with the organization, and they've had the greatest Hornet ever on the roster, and they haven't been competitive. So Brandon Miller being a decent um, turnout is kind of like is Kemba the greatest Hornet ever? He got the most easily, easily points ever. Yeah, easily, easily. That's pretty bad. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, that is bad. That's not good. That's Like, Kibbas might not even be a top 250 <laughs> player in basketball history. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, I get... No, you can't really go Glenn Rice. You can't really... 
No, he None of them put the time in that Kimba did. Yeah, Larry Johnson definitely ain't it. He can't. Oh, the other one I was thinking is Al Jefferson, but he ain't Kimball. Hey, stop playing. Stop playing. Don't. Al Jefferson did not do nothing in that jersey. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But as far as name, big names. Yeah, that's true. Dale Curry was another one that's like, uh, nah. But but if it wasn't for Steph, we would not, like, nobody would think of Dale Curry in that conversation. Yeah, that's facts. I mean, he he was a knockdown shooter for his day. For sure, but that's like saying Kyle Dale Curry, Curry is also Dale Curry is also so attached to Steph that like my pops be like my pops is almost sixty and he like uh you know Dale Curry you mean Steph Curry dad right like Dale Curry is Steph Curry's dad across multiple generations. Yikes! Yikes! And you know, guys so, be moving on, so you know if his pops is like that's his. That, no offense, no offense. I mean, you know, we love you, we love you, but you know, it, me and you definitely be on the moving all way sometimes. Like, I didn't even realize how old though. I sounded. I didn't realize how old I sounded until I said, "I don't like leaving the house for real." I realized right then, like, you sound fifty. What, what's going on here? But anyway, fellas, give me your picks in the conference one through ten. Okay, uh, I'm gonna start with the Eastern Conference. I'm going uh, one Boston, okay. mm-hmm. two Milwaukee, mm-hmm. three Philly, four Cleveland, mm-hmm. five New York, yeah, six Miami, okay, seven Indiana, all right, eight. Y'all gonna call me crazy for this one. I'm going Orlando at number eight. I don't think you're crazy. Get him out of here. I, I do. No, no. I do. Hear me out. Hear me out. Every year we have that core of young talent that bubble up together. And I'm not saying that this core that Orlando has is going to bring them future success. However, we got multiple pieces in Orlando that have bought into this system. They was playing together and they got about four players in that core that was cooking last year together. You got Markel Fultz. You got Cole Anthony. You got Franz Wagner over there. Franz Wagner was hooping. This is crazy. Was Franz Wagner not hooping last year? This is crazy. He He was hooping. hooping. He was hooping. But I just... (laughs) I struggle to mention him as a player that I'm like, he's going to be the reason your team gets in the playoffs. Like, that's a, that's. He's going to be the reason why they get an AC, whether or not they want to play in. I don't know. I I think he's a net plus player. I think he's a net plus player. I just don't think he's one of those guys that you like, your team made the playoffs because he was there. I just, I don't believe. It's it's going to be an amalgamation of all of those players they got in that young core. That's fair. Orlando was a, it's a poor man's OKC. Mm. No, no, and I don't know if OKC gonna make it. I'm not even sure if OKC. <laughs> but they in the West. That's somebody recording if, these, right? If OK, if OKC was in the East, they'd be like a five seed. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Only from say, 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 only, say and, and I was just about to say it's only because they're one injury away from being like terrible. Okay. I'm saying you got Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. Outside of those four teams, you can't give me another team in the in the, in the East where you like, yo, they're for sure better than OKC. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But, uh, I guess. All right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some arguments to be made for some of those middle of the pack East teams, but it's not a for sure thing. It's an argument as to whether or not they better. So I get that. I get that. And then right. uh, to round it out at nine, I got Atlanta, and ten, I got Brooklyn. Mm. Okay. 
All right. So I think he's on crack for other reasons, Gibbs. And I hope he's writing these down because I'm about to give y'all some heat. Okay. I'm about to, I'm about to <laughs> Hold on. Let, let me get it together. I thought you was writing it down. I saw you with the pen and pad. I'm going to write it down. Yeah, I thought, I thought you was writing that, it but it's all right. No, I was right. trying to, but I, my go, go, had no ink. It was bad. It was bad. Graphics on the way. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. I got the pen and pad ready. I'm, I'm also surprised that you didn't put the Pistons in the playoffs. I'm a little surprised by that one. Oh boy, boy, come a on little now, surprised. Bro. They projected little... 21 wins this year. Okay, all right, all right. And listen, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying they was going to be a top five seed. I think that they can make the play in for sure. But I, I'm not. I'll save that for later. I'll save them young boys for the hurt your feelings, man. All right, okay. I hear you. I hear you knocking, nephew. All right, got you Chris, ready? Who you got? I'm ready. All right, give me Boston at one seed. Uh, you know, uh, this is special on Boston. You could watch it on HBO and tell you a lot about Boston. And they just got mm-hmm. the cream of the crop brother over there in Boston. He about to, he yeah. about to work miracles over in Boston. Uh, two, I got Milwaukee. Uh, I think Damian Giannis. I think neither one of them got to play a lot of games. They're gonna play the minimum to win their awards, and so they get their max contract. Even though Giannis just signed his max deal, um, I think that both of them gonna play really well together. Um, now, here's where I think guidance on crack. Absolute crack. That boy, James Hart, ain't showed up to practice since the training camp started. And you got Philadelphia at third. We in the Eastern Crazy. Conference. Crazy. Okay. You, you take a 21 and 10 off the team. Joel Embiid can get you a three seed in the Eastern Conference. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What seed did you say the Cavs were? I got What's them at four. Okay. All right. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes okay. Okay. So, this is where I think he on crack. The team I got third, right? And let me let me talk to you real quick. I got the Cavs at third, right? And the right. only reason why I got the Cavs at third is because this is the fourth year that core has been playing together, and they added Donovan Mitchell a couple seasons ago. So I think now they should be clicking. Evan Moley's gonna take a leap, right? You got the yeah, like he don't want to be there. Well, yeah, but he, he there, he there, and he's not one of those players that's not gonna show up and not hope, right? He Donovan Mitchell, that's just not his character, right? Garland is going to step up a little bit, even though he's a defensive liability. Donovan Mitchell is going to step up and play the same ball he's been playing. And I think the big man down low, Fro, he's going to uh, be a defensive player to your camp. Jared right? Allen? Yeah. Okay. I think he will be. Okay. Now here we get to the nitty gritty, right? I'm going to put, and this is crazy I'm doing this, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to put the Knicks at four. I'm put the Knicks at four. And the reason why I put the Knicks at four is because I think if Harden moves, the Sixers got to do something, and they got to rebuild. They have to rebuild. It hard moves. Joel Embiid is coming out of his prime in a couple seasons, and I think that the New York Knicks have the only assets to go get a player like Joel Embiid, and I think they're another team that if another team is rebuilding, they can go get. And Brunson and them boys going to hoop. They're going to play defense. Team's going to run them to the ground, so they're going to be useless in the playoffs, but I got them at the fourth seed. Got them at the fourth seed. Okay. Right? Five seed. Now I'm going to put the MVP there. I'm going to put Joel Embiid at five, right? And this is only if they get some value back from Harden and he's willing to stay there, right? This is all dependent on that. But I'm going to put the Sixers at five because if you're relying on just Embiid, which you thought, Guyton, Embiid ain't going to play more than 70 games, big fella. (laughs) Gibbs lost the parlay to... Okay, I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna say too much. Watch out! That, he's he's part of the reason that I stopped betting for forever, forever. He's part of the reason okay. that I'm sidelined no prize picks for the rest of my life. Okay. He's part of the reason. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five there, right? Okay. Now the team that's really gonna surprise y'all because y'all know these are my fellas, right? 
Six, I'm going to go Brooklyn. I'm going to go Brooklyn at six. Oh, okay. All right. Y'all thought I was going to go Miami, right? But I'm going to go Brooklyn because I think that young core is talented. And I think you have a rejuvenated Ben Simmons where he's not going to be an all-star caliber Ben Simmons, but he's going to be Ben Simmons of a high enough standing where he will be that defender and add it with Mikael Bridges and Nick Claxton. That's three of the best defenders that's long and lengthy in the league. Three of the best defenders. Well, I, I, will, I will say I'm not completely against that. I got Brooklyn so low just because I don't know if these young players, like they haven't proven to me that they can like jail together. Um, but I do think that Ben Simmons is going to have a much improved season. I'm not saying he's going to be the Ben Simmons of old. I'm not going to say he's going to fully reach his potential, but he's going to look like he knows what a basketball is. Yeah. So um, I already know y'all going to say I'm smoking crack, but I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to get caught. Hold on. Where'd you have Brooklyn at? Uh, six. They was at six. There's right okay. after. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Yep. I forgot you was at six. Seven, I got Miami. I got to go before my boys there. And I think only because Miami kind of coast through the season and turn up at the end of the year. So I'm going to go there at seven. Yeah. Now, here's where it gets dicey at, right? I got two options here at eight seed, right? I was going to do Atlanta, but I'm going to go Chicago Bulls, right? And the reason why I'm going to go Chicago Bulls is because I think is this is the last year that they're going to put all their ducks in the, on chips to the middle of the table, and they're going to try to go get one more piece because Lonzo Ball didn't pan out to what they wanted him to be. It's it's crazy that I left Chicago off, which, like, I'm not going to revise it. Chicago's not making the playoffs. But if you look at it on paper, is this Chicago team the most, like, good on paper, trash on court team we've ever seen in our, in our life? Thousand percent, thousand percent. If this was two years ago when I showed you their roster on a piece of paper, you'd be like, "Yo, they are two seed in the East." Thousand percent, thousand percent. I I wouldn't say two seed. Yeah, they're the worst. They're the, yeah, they're the worst. That was that's that good on paper. Yeah, they're the worst. Yeah. Gotta be. Now, you, you now got you got three you, former All Stars on the team. I will tell you, there are teams that have been more disappointing. There are teams that have been more disappointing, but there has not been a team that like. They are they on paper look as good, but just bringing it together, it just doesn't mesh at all. Hey, don't worry, fellas. I'm gonna get us in the box. Let me know when y'all ready. Don't worry, I got no, some. We got we yes, got sir. we got the closest box to the court too. Don't worry about. It. I got us. I got us. I got us. But anyway, we are gonna do a facts on like the box in too. the cut with my twin. We be vibing. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you be in there. Turn me up. Turn me up. Turn me up. Hey, don't worry. I got us. I already skipped it. I got us. I got us. <laughs> but uh, all right. So then nine, I got to go Atlanta, right? The only reason why I'm going Atlanta here is because they didn't go full rebuild and they still have Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. And in the East, that gets you a play in just off that alone. Now, have a click Capella is an added brownie post because that's your paint defense and your rebounding. And I think DeJounte Murray and um, Trey Young underperformed last year. And I think now that John Collins is kind of out of the picture because he's in Utah now, I think they kind of have the morale back right in the locker room. So I, I would put them at at, at, at nine. But I think they're an injury away from being a pack of mids. Yeah. Like Trey Young go down, that team is nothing. Oh, absolutely. And at, and at absolute 10, at absolute 10, I'm going to put Indiana. And the only reason why I got Indiana so low 
is because I do not think they're going to stand pack this season. I think they're going to move on from the veterans like Buddy Hill and Miles Turner. And I think they're going to kind of get try to get some younger guys in there. I really just don't think Indiana's going to hold pack. They got a lot of young talent that they want to see on the court. And I think that they're going to try to build through the draft a little bit more. I, I will say if Indiana can snag one of those seeds, one of those six or seven seeds, whoever they matching up against that two, three, four, or in the East, not not the two, but the, if they can match up against that three or four, I can see Indiana winning a playoff series. I got a lot of faith in Halliburton. I do too, but I just don't think they're going to keep all they, they, they assets this season. I, they got too many to keep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got Halliburton. That's a centerpiece for a, a franchise player. That's right? true. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here's what my top ten looks like. I got Bucks at one, C's at two, Cavs at three, Heat at four. Heat Ooh. at four. Got a lot of faith in Jimmy Bucket and the boys. I think the Tyler Hero is healthy this year. I think that that team gets healthy this year. They get right. What about Kyle? They do Lyle? something good there. Stop missing that man on this pod. <laughs> Stop missing that man. Hey, in the playoffs, Kyle Lowry hoping. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, in the playoffs, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got five, the Pacers. Six, the Hawks. Seven, the Sixers. Now, I know what y'all are thinking. The Sixers all the way down to seven. They're going to have to give Harden away for pennies on the dollar. And Joel not going to want to be there no more. I, that's what I'm feeling, kids. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. If, I'm feeling that. If Joel don't want to be there... And they giving away for pennies on the dollar. And let's just be honest, Joel ain't the type of player that he could go out there and get you 40 and 20 when he doesn't want to play. He's not that good, with all due respect. We've yeah, seen him true. wilt in the playoffs time and time and time again. So what does that mean? In big moments, the lights are a little brighter than expected. At eight, I got the Sixers. I'm sorry, the Nets, rather. The Nets. And here's where I know y'all gonna say I'm gonna crack. I got the Pistons. That's the non-scene. I got the Pistons. Hey, yo, what the Pistons do to make you get this confidence, bro? Y'all didn't believe in me when I said the Lions were going to run away with the division, and y'all don't believe in me now. But I this see, is what, I agree with you on the line. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, was, hey, I, I was building y'all didn't say that hate. When I said they were going to run away with it, y'all both looked at me like, what? I said, bro, there's no team in this conference that's close. There's no team that's close. <laughs> the NFC North, I agree. We can pull up and the look, article. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, <laughs> sorry. you agree with me, Chris. I, I was hating, I was hating though. I was hating though, bro. I was hating. I'm going here's what I'm telling you. Here's what I'm telling you. Bigs are not supposed to be good out the gate. And I think Duran is a lot better than anybody is giving him credit for. The only other guys his age to ever have a 30 and 20 game is I think it was Braun and it's like one other player. It might be Andre Drummond or something like that. But we have not seen what Duran was doing last year anywhere. And y'all saw him in the summer league and in preseason. He looks so head and shoulders better than everybody else on that court, it's like, bro, he shouldn't be out there with the young guys, but he got to be. He got to be because he can't even legally drink yet. I think him plus the Thompsons plus, of course, the big man, the man, the guy on this team, Kay Cunningham, after a full year basically arresting all that, I'm telling you, people are going to sleep on this team. They're not going to see them coming. Monty Williams is going to be a coach of the year candidate. Hear me what I say. Hear me what I say. Monty Williams is going to be a coach of the year candidate, and they might slide higher than this nine seed. And number 10, I got the Magic. I got the Magic barely making it. They're interchangeable with the uh, Raptors for me. Either one of those teams could be the 10, and I wouldn't be shocked. 
I wouldn't be shocked by either one. But the Magic, I think, I when I look at that core, I say that they're a little bit, I think that they'll have more cohesion. And I think at that 9-10 range, it's not really about who's the best team so much as like who wants to do it together the most. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that that's going to be the situation there. Give me y'all teams in the West and we're going to get out of here. All right. So over in the West, all right, I, got, I got these written down. All right. So uh, in the West, one, I got Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I think they oh, got boy. They, they got one of those teams that's good regular season. I don't see them making it any further in the second round in the playoffs, but they got one of those teams that's going to light it up regular season when right. the playoffs come. Those dogs ready. Send me his number after the pop. <laughs> All right. Infiltrate the dealer. Find the suppliers. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need. Two, I got Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, I have the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. At four, I have the Golden State Warriors. At five, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. Really? Yeah. Okay. Got the Grizzlies at five. At six, I have the Sacramento Kings. Mm -hmm. Um, At seven, I have the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm -hmm. Um, At eight, a lot of people said this team was going to fall off. I don't believe that they're going to fall off. I think they're going to improve on what they did last season. They're still going to be a playoff team. I don't know if they make the playoffs. At eight, I have the Utah Jazz. Okay. All right. Um, at nine, I have the Minnesota. Uh, actually, no, at nine, I have the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay. And at 10, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves. Stuff, stuff. <laughs> boy, oh boy, did you disrespect some people off there? That's all right. He absolutely did. Absolutely. That's cool. Man. I'm, I'm going to tell you, though, I think he gave way too much love to Memphis. I think way yeah, too much love to Memphis. Steven Adams done for Yes, he is. Yeah, Steven Adams. Yeah, John sure. Moran is out for how many? 30? What did he get? A 30 piece? No, 25. No, it got to be more than. No, no, you're right. It's no, 25. It's 25. 25. 25. Yeah, you're right. Piece, man. Come on. That man got a 25 piece with extra sauce on it. And you think that they. Desmond Bain team... might be an all star, I guess. <laughs> Bain is going to hey, take man. a big leap this year. Hey, man, stop telling me about that little baby arm, man. Stop telling me about <laughs> him. Stop he, Hey, Bain is built like the one dude that you hoot with that play way too strong, bro. And you like, yo, I got a day ahead of me. He he dribbled, he dribbled mad strong. Yeah, just pound it, just pound the rocket. <laughs> no, he, he posts you up all game, like, bro, please. Yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. All right. That's that's an interesting pick. That's some interesting picks. Chris, talk to him. All right. Number one seed, I'm going with the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Joker is the only player in the NBA that really takes every game and kicks it in the high gear no matter what. I think he's going yeah. to be the one of the only players that's a superstar in the West that's going to play close to 82 games. I think Joker is okay. going to be that guy. Number two. Here's where it gets a little crazy for me. Number two. Number two. Number two. I'm going to have to go with the Suns. Now. Now. Strictly just because they're going to win a lot of basketball games. And I think the the, the West is going to be very tough, right? Mm-hmm. Number three. 
I'm sorry to say this. I'm sorry to say this, but I'm going with the Los Angeles Clippers at number three. At number three. I think Paul George is healthy this year. I think Kawhi plays 55 games this year, and I think that's enough to get you to the three seed. Okay. Drinking Clippers Kool-Aid in 2023 should be a federal. I got him at three. That's not that's not it's that's Stockholm not. syndrome. It's Stockholm Listen, home bro, syndrome. listen, bro. Listen. And, and Chris, I'm gonna touch your shoulder when I say this. You're a victim. You're a victim. I'm calling oh. Benson the stabler. Cause you Chris, Chris, stop drinking that Kool-Aid, brother. I think they're gonna get James Harden too. And I think Russ and Harden and, and all them boys, they're gonna have a year. I think they're gonna how, get Harden. But how do they get Harden and keep all those pieces? <laughs> the, I don't think the money works out at all in no, terms of no, Harden. Bro, bro. No, Russ is on a minimum yeah. deal almost. No, I know Russ got bought out, so he's on a minimum. I'm talking about just Harden. They're gonna um, give up they're gonna give up the yeah. entire bench. They're gonna give up the entire bench for Harden. And picks. They they, they have the assets to get Harden. Right. And you think that's and you think that team with that's counting on Kawhi, PG, and Harden to show up every night is a three seed? Yeah. More power to you, my brother. More power <laughs> to you. Listen, listen. You 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 underestimating the fact that the regular season is the regular, just that, the regular season, right? I think Russ and PG alone are going to get you some games. And then you add Kawhi to that mix, he's going to get you some games. James Harden to that mix, they're going to get you some games. Y'all know the most important piece on that team? Terrence, man. It's, it's T-Man and Zubox. Those are the two most important pieces. I think Tom is the most important piece there. Let me tell you something. I remember last year, somebody called me crazy when I said that those Clippers weren't uh, a one-seed material. That they weren't anywhere near one seed material. I don't me. have them a three seed. Me. I mean, uh, one seed. And, and, and I'm trying to tell you right now, I know that Clippers team. I know their constitution. I know guys like them. I've seen guys like them. I know how this is going to end, but I'm going to let you cook. I'm going to let you cook. Hey, listen, listen. I'm saying a three seed at best. At best. That's their ceiling. I, th- I think their ceiling is a five seed. I think that's their show. Okay. I think that's everything fair. goes right for them. I think they get the that. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Four. You know, this is where it got hard for me. And I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do this. At four, I got to go to state. Just because I think Clay on a contract year and Curry gone, he's still in the prime of his career. And seeing Curry off ball with Chris Paul, I think is going to be a good thing for a lot of those young guys on the bench as long with Curry. So I got them at four. Five, I got Lakers. The reason why I got Lakers so low, because you asking a 39-year-old to make up a lot of ground when AD go down this year. You asking Bron- a 39... Bron- he's 39 Bron- in December, sir. He I thought he was 30. 40. No, he's 39, 39 in December. December. Yeah. Mm. You asking a 39-year-old man to put a lot on them big, broad shoulders when AD go down. And yeah, they root to that roster. But when AD go down, Cam Reddish becomes a starter almost. And when Cam Reddish is a starter in this league, I hate to break it to you. I hate to break it to you. You might be cooked. You might be cooked. Yeah. I think the problem with Cam Reddish is too many people have believed in him for too long. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 this nobody, person. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. I'll just go. What I think the biggest issue with the Lakers is is uh, D'Angelo Russell need to step up be that and be that third option. He's so used to having a ball and creating his own shot that I feel like he's lost confidence, which is the reason we saw Austin Reeves step into that role that D'Angelo Russell was supposed to be is supposed to be taking advantage of. 
If yeah. the Lakers want success, he got to be that third option, not Austin Reeves. Or Anthony uh, Davis got to be on the court as well. So, and we know that's not going to happen. Like, you talk about Kawhi. We know AD not going to be there. We know AD not going to be there. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I on. agree. I agree. Oh, I don't believe in AD either. But I just, listen, I know Podcast P is not the guy he used to be. I know Kawhi, not the guy he used to be. I know James Harden, show as hell, ain't the man he used to be when he was retiring. I agree with you. I agree with you, but I'm telling you, I just think something going to happen with the Clippers this year where they're going to play a good regular season and then they're going to sell in the playoffs, okay? Okay. But right. that's five. Six is where I got dicey. I'm going to Oklahoma City Thunder. I think Chet Holmgren is going to have a year. I think he's going to be rookie of the year runner-up behind Wimbiana if Wimbiana is healthy. If not, he's going to win the rookie of the year. I think Chet Holmgren is going to be a defensive candidate of the a defensive player of the year candidate. Uh, he's a, a, a fantastic rim defender, and they also have Williams at the four, who's a smaller four. They got a, a running gun team around Shea and Giddy, and I think that is a recipe for success. You got three lockdown defenders in that starting lineup with Dort there as well. I think that that team is uh, on the cusp of being a six seed. I really do. Mm-hmm. Now, seven, another person that ain't going to be on the court. The New Orleans Pelicans. Zion Williamson probably played 30 <laughs> games this year, and that might be an all-time high. That might be an all-time high, 30 games. Uh, yep, that's at seven. At eight, at eight, I'm going with the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going with the Dallas Mavericks, okay? I just feel like, Kyrie ain't going to be there, but Luka going to be there. I think this year, starting off, Luka going to come in and shape uh, more motivated this year because he missed the playoffs last year. And correct me if I'm wrong, that's only the second time Luka's missed the playoffs, right, since he's yeah. been in the NBA. Yeah. yeah right. So I think I think once Kyrie finally starts coming into the games, which is probably before the game's in, knowing Kyrie, we don't know what's going to happen, but I just know Kyrie ain't going to be there either. Um, and I don't even think Kyrie going to finish the year as a Maverick, but I think the Dallas Mavericks gets the AFC. Um. Now nine, I went with Minnesota, but here's the thing with Minnesota, right? They have all the potential in the world. They just signed Jalen McDaniels to a long-term deal. They have Anthony Edwards that's willing to be there. I just don't believe in Cat and Gobert coexisting in the same world, right? Like they should. Yeah. With yeah. Gobert being there, Cat is forced to be a perimeter player, and I don't think that's like – I think he can shoot the three ball really, really well, but I just don't think that that generates wins, right? I think you struggle winning basketball games with Gobert having Anthony Edwards and Cat playing perimeter when they're both good in the post. Both of them are great players in the post. Anthony Edwards downhill is one of the best in the league. Anthony Edwards on a break or Anthony Edwards off a screen, one of the best players in the league. So I just don't think that that correlates to wins. And at at 10, I'm going with the Memphis Grizzlies. I just don't think they can overcome this. When Ja finally get out there, he's going to be a little slow. No Steven Adams means that you got Xavier Tillman starting at the five in the West. It's pretty tough to win a lot of games with Xavier Tillman starting yeah. at your five. Uh, it'll be different to have Zubak down there or whoever down there, but I just don't think they correlate to a lot of wins without Ja being there. They might start the season like 9-16 and 16 before Ja gets back. I'll be honest with you. Well, um, here's my top 10. Nuggets at 1, Lakers at 2, Warriors at 3, Suns at 4, Kings at 5, Clippers at 6, Thunder at 7, 
Pelicans at eight, Timberwolves at nine, and the Mavericks at ten. Uh, okay, Mavericks, yours is almost the same as mine. Just I about. think the Mavericks and Timberwolves will both be having fire sales in the middle of the season, but they'll end up like the Nets. They limp into the uh, play-in or the playoffs because they did enough early in the season, but like they sold everything except Luka um, halfway through. And um, the Grizzlies, I don't see them making it without Steven Adams. With all due respect, Jaron Jackson is a wonderful help side defender. He's a bad rebounder. And he does not have the type of post bag that commands any type of threat in terms of you drop off the ball to him. He can create that open look for Bain and company uh, on the perimeter. And even with Bain, I think he's a good 3 and D guy. I think he's one of the best, one of the premier 3 and D guys in the league. I don't know why everybody believes he's going to take this crazy jump this year. I don't know where everyone's getting that from. I don't see it. I don't believe in it. I'm just not. I say this. I say this. He, he, to me, if he was athletic Gibbs, he would be Zach Levine without a Gucci belt. Here's, here's my thing. If he was athletic, I think he would be a top 25 player in the league, but he's not, he's just not like you. It's like how the lions talked about Craig Reynolds when they were like, we know his limitations. We know who he is. We know what exactly what we're going to get out of that's what I look at Bain and say. I think that he's a very good three and D player. I think he could add a handle, maybe a little bit of, uh, maybe a little bit of court vision and all that. That's still not enough to make up for a team that was and, very jaw centric last year. And, and they lost Tyus Jones too. I think that's a yeah. big loss for them. Yeah, add Marky Smart loss. help. Add Marky Smart help, but losing losing Tyus Jones, you don't even have a true point guard without Ja. But here's the trade-off that you made, really, if you really want to talk about what happened with the Grizzlies. You trade, you added in Marcus Smart, but you lose Ja for a quarter of the season and Tyus Jones for the entire season. Your team didn't get better with that. You didn't. No. I'm sorry. And you lost Stephen Adams as well. So the other yeah. defensive pairing with him, Jerry Jackson, and Stephen Adams, that was scary. Don't get me wrong. That's three perimeter oh. and interior defenders in the league. With them three, that's a solid defensive team. And Bain as well. That's four defensive pieces that you have around Ja. But Ja ain't going to be there. No, no. Anywho, we know y'all tired of us talking playoffs, talking who's in, talking who's out. But come on back the next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah, no.